Hey guys, this is Chuck Quinton, founder of RotarySwing.com, and I want to talk about today the three keys to the perfect golf backswing because so many golfers struggle with this. It's almost like learning a foreign language. How do the pro golfers make it look so easy no matter how hard you practice, you still look like you're wrestling an alligator when getting that club to the top? Well, today I'm going to break learning that golf backswing into three simple keys so you can look like the pros at the top and start becoming a much more consistent ball striker because it's critical that you get into a proper position at the top. And to get into a proper position at the top, we got to look at what comes before that. And of course, that starts with the takeaway. A great backswing starts with a great takeaway because really the backswing is just a continuation of the exact same movements you initiated during the takeaway. And what are those movements? Well, I'm glad you asked. It starts with what has become one of the things that has kind of become my calling card is that two-inch shoulder blade glide. Now, if you haven't seen that, go to rotaryswing.com and look at our takeaway video because I talk about it in depth. And it's this little magic move that if you literally just think about pulling your shoulder blade back in towards your spine, that is what makes a centered turn. Most golfers have been taught and believe that you should take the left shoulder, for a right-handed golfer, of course, and push it under your chin. And when you do that, guess what's going to happen? your head is going to move off the ball because that's what a push does. A push moves away from center and a pull always moves towards center. And in golf, we can make it really simple because you only got two choices of how you're gonna move. You're either gonna push or you're gonna pull. It's that simple. So when, when you think about it, think about if you've ever played golf and you've walked and you've used one of those push carts or pull carts, depending on how you're gonna phrase it. If you push the cart that you lay your clubs on, the little three-wheeled dude that you push down the fairway, what kind of line does that make going down the fairway? This is really easy to see if you play really early in the morning and uh, you, know, you can see it in the dew on the grass. As you're pushing it, it tends to kind of zigzag and wiggle down the fairway. But if you pull the, the pull cart behind you, it forms a perfectly straight line because it's always trying to move toward the force of movement which is you, in this case, it's trying to move towards your center. And when you're pushing it, it's always moving away from center. And what direction does away move? Well, it can move in 360 possible degrees away from you. So that's why golf is a pulling dominant sport. However, almost everybody dominates their golf swing with a pushing motion. That's exactly what causes you to come over the top, to leave the club face open, hit this big pull slice, is all done from pushing from the right side because that's our dominant side. Now, of course, I've talked a ton about pushing versus pulling on the website. So again, go to rotaryswing.com, search for push versus pull, and you can take a look at that video. So we know we wanna stay centered. We know we don't want our head moving way off the ball because Dude, golf is hard enough without your head moving six foot off the ball. So we want to keep our head centered, and we do that all by just initiating that perfect takeaway with that shoulder blade, the right shoulder blade pulling in towards your spine. Now, this is awesome because you're listening to a podcast. You can try this right now. Wherever you're sitting, wherever you're watching or listening to this, excuse, take that right shoulder blade and just try and pull it straight back behind your head and see what happens to your head. Now, this is perfect if you can do this in front of a mirror which you should always, always be practicing in front of a mirror. Otherwise, you have no idea what you're doing. You're relying on feel. You might as well be practicing golf in the dark. It's pointless. You can't rely on your feel. You've got to rely on what you see because the mirror never lies. So get in front of a mirror, take that right shoulder blade, and pull it straight back behind your head. And now take your left shoulder and try and push it under your chin and watch what happens. The tendency is for your head to move off the ball. You'll notice that you'll stay much more centered 
when you initiate that takeaway by pulling that right shoulder under your head. So ignore what you hear the TV pundits say on TV all the time. They're wrong. You have two basic forces, push versus pull. You pull, you're going to stay centered. It's that simple. So once you initiate that takeaway with that pulling motion, we want to continue that. You don't stop once the takeaway is done. You simply continue pulling your right shoulder behind your head until you make a full shoulder turn. And yes, you can make a full shoulder turn. Everybody can make a full shoulder turn in the backswing, no matter how inflexible you think you are. I promise. I've shown this to countless golfers who've come to me complaining they can't make a full shoulder turn because they lack flexibility. I've even had more than 20 students who have spent $10,000 to go to the Tylus Performance Institute only to be sent home with a stretching routine to help them make a full shoulder turn, which I've fixed in 60 seconds and saved them 9,500 bucks. Yeah, they'd pay me 500 bucks an hour for a golf lesson, but I saved them 9,500 by making a full shoulder turn in 60 seconds. You didn't have to stretch at all. So I have a YouTube video on there. Everybody can make a full shoulder turn if you're interested in looking at that. But I promise you, it's not flexibility why you're not making a full shoulder turn. See, the reason that you're not making a full shoulder turn is because you're not prioritizing turning your rib cage. Instead, you're focused on moving that stupid golf club with your arms and hands. That's all most golfers tend to get bound on. And when that happens and you inevitably start pushing from the left side, this stretches the muscles in that left shoulder girdle and creates tremendous amounts of tension. And when you create tension, what does your body want to do with that? You guessed it. Your brain starts screaming, release the tension. I can't stand this. I'm going to get injured. So your body won't let you continue making a full backswing because you've already told it, hey, I'm loaded up. I've got power. If I keep going any further, I'm going to create an injury. So my body says, hey, I've got to release and go the other way. That is why you can't make a full shoulder turn. Not only does this cause all kinds of issues with your swing plane and path, but it costs you a tremendous amount of power because you need about 32 pounds of muscle mass to generate enough horsepower to swing that golf club over 100 miles an hour. And I can assure you, you don't have 32 pounds of muscle in your left shoulder girdle alone. Nobody does. So we need to rely on re recruiting muscles in our core and our trunk and our legs, our glutes, our back, where really that power comes from because you're never going to outsmart your body and keep making a full shoulder turn when you're not turning your rib cage. So we need to stop stressing that left shoulder girdle. If you feel a tremendous amount of tension at the top of your swing in this left shoulder, there's a problem. The tension should be in your glutes, hamstrings, core, back, not in that left shoulder girdle because that's what's going to cause you to have this hit instinct that so many golfers struggle with at the top is they've got so much tension they just got to get rid of it. So how do we do this right? Well, instead of worrying about moving that golf club, just try and leave the golf club at address and focus on rotating your rib cage. If you can do that movement, you can make a full shoulder turn and a perfect backswing just like every single tour pro on the planet. You just got to teach yourself now how to work with the arms with that body rotation. But with rotary swing, what you'll notice on the site is that when you go through the Rotary Swing University course, we're going to break everything down into simple movements. So we're going to have you focus on moving your body first. We don't care about your arms or club. In fact, we actually tell you to throw the club down, put your arms across your chest, and work on rotating your rib cage, rotate your upper torso, and focus on creating that movement because that is the engine of the golf swing. Your trunk is the only place you're going to have enough muscle mass to swing the club with any real speed. So your focus had better be not on moving that golf club, but by recruiting muscle fibers in your torso. So let's assume that that's all working correctly. Of course, we cover all this stuff on the site, but let's talk about now 
that you're rotating correctly, let's get the arms working correctly. Let's talk a little bit about the, my acronym I use, REF or REF, and that just stands for rotation, elevation, and flexion. Now, rotation is what we just talked about. Your body is rotating throughout the entire golf swing down into impact, and especially as we're talking about the backswing, your body is doing all the heavy lifting. Your upper torso is rotating back, creating this big wide turn that your arms are just following along with. And so what they need to do is elevate. Your arms are gonna elevate up and down in front of your body while your body is rotating back. Now, this kind of creates a situation where it's, for most golfers, they do the opposite. They swing their arms across their chest and that creates enough momentum for their body to kind of start to turn, but of course they only turn about halfway and then they don't have any elevation in their backswing. So their arms end up really deep and across their chest and low and deep back behind them. And so they get into the stuck position. So what your arms really need to do in the swing is not swing across your body, but they move vertically up and down while your body's turning. It's kind of like rubbing your head and patting your belly at the same time. If you swing your arms across your chest, you're always going to get stuck and you're going to load up that left shoulder girdle immediately. And so that's going to create tons and tons of problems in your swing. It's not going to give you any power or consistency at all. So rotate back and move your arms straight up and down in front of your body. And I cover this in the, the video on the site called Five Minutes to the Perfect Backswing because there's breaking down these drills with one arm at a time and just your body makes this really, really simple to learn. And of course, as you do it in front of a mirror, you'll see that as you rotate back while your arms are working vertically, that creates a perfect swing plane. That's how you create a swing plane. You don't try and move your arms in a position that you think is what they need to do for a swing plane. That's how people end up in trouble with their arms. You rotate while your arms are moving up and that makes your arms move on a diagonal path or what we would look at as a swing plane. And that's how you keep your arms in front of your body. Your arms are gonna move that way while your body's turning and this is what's going to allow you to build a perfect backswing position at the top and get, in, get out of this habit of swinging over the top and all of these things. So the big thing after we have rotation and elevation is then flexion. Flexion is simply folding your right arm or bending your right arm at your elbow, moving your forearm bones closer to your body. Now everybody tends to overdo this at the top. So what we always tend to focus on in our lessons and clinics is keeping that right arm straight as long as humanly possible during that backswing because when the right arm starts to fold, the club keeps moving. That's what allows you to move the golf club. Your right arm folds, your right wrist will tend to fold as a byproduct of that as well. And then your body doesn't have to do anything to move that golf club. And you want the exact opposite. You want, if the club is moving during the backswing, it's because your body is turning. That's what you should be focusing on. Otherwise, that golf club doesn't move. You're not allowed to move the club with your arms and hands. That's what creates all of the problems that every amateur golfer on the planet struggles with. We want to see rotation moving that club. And so if you keep your right arm straight and don't use your wrist, guess what you have to move the golf club with? The big muscles, your body. This is how the tour pros build consistency is they're not slinging their arms across their body like every amateur on the planet. They're focusing on moving that club as if it was stuck to their belly button and they have to turn their body to move the golf club. So that's going to be huge for you to create width in the backswing because width is free speed. You have three sources of club head speed in the swing. You've got width, you've got leverage, and you've got rotation. 
width and leverage are the two most powerful sources of club head speed that you have. But most golfers prioritize just rotation. They try and just rotate their chest on the way down, which creates the exact opposite desired effect, cause you to throw the club away because you're creating too much centripetal force too soon in the swing. But we're not talking about the downswing today. So just creating width in the backswing by keeping that right arm straight forces you to turn and recruit more muscle fiber in your obliques and your core. And that's what we're really trying to do. We need to recruit muscle in order to produce speed. So if we can put these things together, rotation, elevation, flexion, we're going to get into a perfect backswing position at the top every single time. See, backswing's not that hard. You got, if you remember three little things, rotation, elevation, flexion, you're going to get into a perfect position at the top. We're not going to have that cupped left wrist. We're not going to be swinging over the top anymore. We're going to have our arms in front of our body. And that's what Rotary Swing University is all about. So if you're struggling with your backswing, go to rotaryswing.com, sign up today for your free membership, and start checking out the Rotary Swing University course because we're going to walk you through how to build a perfect backswing step by step. You're not left to wonder on your own. In fact, even our certified instructors are going to be there to help you each step of the way, answer questions you have, do swing reviews for you to make sure that you're doing the drills correctly, and that is how you're going to build a perfect backswing position at the top.